up y'all i'm jay and i'm jazz and this is the salt podcast saved and living transparent we're just a couple of millennial christians navigating life while also trying to live right here we get real yeah righteous about culture current events and the church as believers we're called to be the salt of the earth so you know we got to give this world just a little bit of flavor Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Salt Podcast, Saved and Living Transparent. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 14 says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Again, welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Salt Podcast. We are so excited and it's a little bittersweet. This is our season finale of season three, Um, but we're excited as always to be able to share some of the things that God has laid on our hearts to to share with you all. Um, Our listeners for this podcast, Salt Podcast family, we, we are just grateful. We're grateful each and every time we get a chance to to record another episode and we just um we're grateful for all the support all the the text messages the phone calls um the dms on on social media you all keep us going and we thank god for y'all for real like y'all really are the fire behind what we're doing and we just we just pray that we continue to bless each and every person um but again i have my lovely co-host with me jay so jay tell us how you're doing tell the people what you've been up to girl what's popping salt family i hope y'all are good and blessed and you know well rested i'll say um what's up y'all let's see what's been going on with me just i guess our last little check-in as jess said and again thank y'all i just want to reiterate uh we genuinely love the encouraging message uh we just got a text recently um, from a a uh, a loyal listener and she was saying she was like I'm a little behind but you know this one really good da, da, da. and it just honestly shout out we, to we be needing it shout out to her we be needing it we love it um and God just really be speaking through y'all to us to let us know that we're on the right track um as far as what I got going on uh classes have started everybody I think is back on the ground jazz back in the office you know, those in school, you know, we're back in our classes. Jazz is back in classes as well. Um, I actually, I think I I, I know what I've mentioned. Um, I did get accepted to both internships and I actually am completing one. And so I'll go ahead and be transparent and say it is with ASPHN. And I want to just put that out there for any public health students, anybody um, looking for uh, whether that's epidemiology or looking into um, health equity, stuff like that. Um, ASPHN uh, stands for the uh, American Society of Public Health Nutritionists um, of State, excuse me, um, Association of State Public Health Nutritionists, excuse me. Um, And it is an internship program and it's funded by the CDC. And so their job is to kind of train and equip the newest leaders in public health, right? Um, So like I said, it's a great opportunity to actually pay for you to be um, in, uh, I think, two very... uh, pretty well-known um, public health organizations. I, I'm going to get flown out to a couple conferences. Um, I'll get a chance to present some um, research. And did I mention it was paid? <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I'll put my business out there, but y'all, this is a great opportunity. Again, if you are in public health or know a student, whether it's graduate or undergraduate, they accept both students um, in this internship program. If you're looking for something or just want to experience, um, definitely DM me, hit me up, uh, reach out uh, any kind of way you can. Um, and let, let us know if you got to reach out to me on the salt podcast, you know, I check that pages, um, social medias, uh, inboxes as, as well, but it's a great opportunity. So I'm, I, I am honestly blessed to be a part of it. Right, I'm just right. really excited. Uh, God is about to work me y'all. I had a real <laughs> soft girl, summer, winter, whatever you want to call a soft girl year last the year. Soft girl. <laughs> I was right. relaxing and, and <laughs> drinking lemonade in the shade, minding my business. But God is about to work <laughs> me, okay? Um, and so I'm excited what he's doing in me and through me and for me, y'all. Um, he's definitely giving me a word. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited for this year. Um, aside from school, uh, my GA-ship, I'm still doing that, my research assistantship, um, doing stuff with that. And outside of that, y'all, I'm just trying to um, take it easy, find little ways to 
to um, grow myself. You know, I, I said I'm starting to read books. So I'm on another book. It's called Unsave the Date. Um, it is relationship type of driven. It's about um, you, you as a woman preparing to be a wife in the fact. Basically, it's rooted in the fact that it's about work. Um, and the woman that wrote mm. it, her name is Kim McQuinney. Um, she's actually a, I think she's a premarital counselor or marriage counselor. Either way, um, she's a woman of God. And so it's, it's definitely from a, a, a Christian perspective type of book. Great read. Um, I'm just, just getting my feet in it. I also have another book I would like to recommend called Breathe. Um, my cousin actually wrote it. Her name is um, Candace. And it's a book about uh, battling anxiety and depression um, and, her, and her struggles. And it's also like journal entries you can do in there and activities. Um, and it's rooted again in the, in the word of God. She's a woman of God. She's spoken at a lot of conferences and doing a lot of great things. Um, she's based, I believe, in uh, Maryland or, or D.C., um, and it's a great read again if you're battling depression and anxiety, uh, suicidal thoughts, and you want a biblical perspective. She really walks you through and holds your hand about her experience and, and God's view of it and how to deal with it on a spiritual as well as natural level. Um, so, yeah, a lot of lot of great things going on. Um, so I'm definitely praying for y'all, all our Salt Podcast listeners. Hope y'all are doing well. But in the meantime, Jans, what you got going? <laughs> well, um, I got a lot going as usual, but you have been, I'm glad you mentioned that about reading because I've been on um, Instinct by Bishop T.D. Jakes and I've had that book for a long time. And I was like, well, it's 2023, it's a new year, so I want to start reading it and I want to finish it because I started it, but I just put it back down and I just didn't pick it back up again. (laughs) And I was like, um, and I gave myself, I'm going to give myself until the end of February to finish it. Because um, January is literally, it came and it and it went like it's almost over. So I'm going to get myself to the end of February. It's a short month and try to finish that book. Um, but I'm really looking forward to diving deeper into that. But other than that, I am teaching once again. As you all know, I'm an academic advisor by trade. But um, the Lord is so good because going into another semester, I started teaching again. And I have two, I'm teaching two um, sections of my class, my professional development course on Tuesdays. And before we started last week, um, I took some time and I looked at some teacher evaluations from last fall. And I know some of y'all are like, why are you just now looking at that? And why are you just now reading it? But honestly, I really didn't, it didn't come to my mind to look at until later. And I just try not to be concerned with stuff like that. Um, Obviously I try to get better, but I try not to bog try not to get bogged down by like just being consumed with evaluations. But I looked at it and to my, I'm not saying to my surprise, but I was just very grateful and blessed to read my evaluations. And a lot of the children, a lot of the kids, they were like, man, Miss Thomas was amazing. Like she really, you know, she felt like, we felt like she really prepared us, you know, to be professionals in the business world. And we got a lot out of the course um, and I would just be transparent with y'all. The course is somewhat new, and some of the <laughs> some of my past students they weren't as we will say as equally grateful for the content because it's a one credit hour course. They're required to take it, um, and sometimes they just don't show up, you know. And some of my college students on the um, that are listening to this, or you were in college, you understand what we're talking about. Some some classes you just don't care that much about, or you're like, I know this stuff already. But it seems as if I'm kind of doing some work that really matters and it's making a positive impact on those students. And I'm very, very just grateful because I truly believe in higher education and I'm grateful to be called to a space where God has me doing work that really is purposeful and it really matters. And so I'm just really happy about that. So that gave me the fire and the motivation to really go into this semester and do even better and to affect change in a positive way. Um, I am going to see Hamilton and this is outside of my my um, job, but I'm going to see Hamilton in a few weeks. And I'm so excited because I've never, I've never seen it. Um, I've actually seen The Lion King and Les Mis. It's a um, a Broadway play called uh, Les Miserables and it's very, very popular. And um, both of those are pretty good. So I'm very, very, very excited to go see Hamilton because I've heard nothing but good things about it for the last few years. Um, and then your girl is going to see Jill Scott in May. So I have some things planned outside of my job <laughs> that I actually love. And like, I want to be more involved and that's all a part of self-care for myself as well. So I'm really trying to do some things that I really like to do outside 
of work, academia, and um, just do some things that I really like doing and spending time with loved ones and friends and things like that. So with that being said, let's transition into our recap. So last week's episode, y'all, it was a banger. In the words of Jay, it was a banger, honey, banger. So the title of last week's episode was Being Young in Ministry with Jamal Mathis. And Jamal was our special, special guest. Shout out to him once again. Um, But as you all know, as we say every week, season three, um, we had a special theme called Progression, Not Perfection. And so every single episode, we dive deeper into what that really means. God wants us to progress. We don't need to be perfect. And so in this episode, we sat down and we kicked it with one of our good friends, Jamal, and we just really wanted to pick his brain. We wanted to ask his perspectives and get his opinion on what it means to really work in ministry and being young. You know, we're not old by any means. We are getting older a little bit. I'll be 30 in a couple of years, but um, we are, we're still young and we, we're still vivacious and we want to do things for Christ. So we sat down and we asked him some questions, y'all. And the interview was was amazing. Like he really dropped some gems. And so, as I mentioned on that episode, me and Jamal grew up in church together um, for a long time. I'm like like 10, 15 plus years. And we talked about his experience growing up in church and serving in different areas, like different auxiliaries, different ministries. Like he was in the choir. We were both, we were both in the choir, both in the youth department. Um, we, We definitely spoke at a lot of different engagements, programs, different events we were having at the church. And so- He basically sat down and told us like, you know, now I've been called to minister. So we asked him some questions about, you know, what does that look like? How did it make you feel? Did you get any support while you were doing that? How did your family and friends react? How did you react when you accepted the call to be a minister? And he works um, for a college led, you know, ministry called InterVarsity. And um, he leads college students closer to Christ. Literally, that's what he does. And it's more of a missional type thing. He does missionary work and he goes out to to pull more young people into the fold, into um, the knowledge of Christ. And he told us straight up, y'all, I gave a reluctant yes to to Jesus. I didn't really want to do it, but I, I told God I want to do this. And so even though it may not be conventional to other people, he accepted the call of Jesus Christ on his life. And he felt like, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient. I'm I'm going to obey your commands. And he's in the will of God. And that's all that matters. And so as you can already tell and hear from highlights, honey, we had a great discussion. Um, the interview was on point. Um, but if you did not listen to the episode, we encourage you to go back to episode nine of this season and listen to Being Young in Ministry. Jamal dropped some gems. Um, and we just pray that you were blessed by the conversation. So with that being said, let's transition to our main discussion for today. Well, we'll hop in and talk about our main topic. All right, y'all, we are back. And (laughs) our main topic for today, for the season finale, all right, is living single. (laughs) And I already know what y'all about to say. Lord, they about to tell us about being single praising God and your single season. I don't want to hit it. <laughs> I do not want to hit it. I want a man, honey. Uh, for my men out there, I want a woman. Like, come on. I'm trying to get with somebody. I'm tired of being by myself. I'm tired of being alone. We get it. We get it. We are two young women. Neither one of us are married yet. 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 And God just really laid this topic on our hearts, honestly, to really talk about this because it's so many young women in church, out of church, and you're going through a, se- a season of singleness right now and you're trying to make it and it's hard and you want somebody, but you don't want just anybody. And as we were planning for this episode, it my mind went back and I just thank God for growth. But y'all, we our minds went back to when we first recorded this podcast, like season one, OG, mm-hmm. you know, season one, like second and third episodes, we were talking about dating right off the gate, right out the gate. <laughs> and I just thank God for the growth that we've seen from season one to season three to be mm-hmm. able to dive deeper into this conversation and give more context to what we're really trying to talk about. But 
our main scripture for today. This is this is our foundational scripture, y'all. And we're gonna we're gonna really dive into this deeper. So bear with us, okay? So 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7 from the New Living Translation says, But I wish everyone were single, <laughs> just as I am. And this is Paul, Apostle Paul, talking in this passage. Yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. Verse eight says, so I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. Verse nine says, but if they can't control themselves, <laughs> they should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. Can we just let that just marinate for a second? <laughs> I'll keep it real, baby. Paul was one of the realest people in this Bible. I think he he wrote like two thirds of the Bible. And he was really trying to get the church of Corinth together. Like he was really trying to lay down some principles that God had given him. And so in this passage of scripture, Paul is kind of breaking this down to say, and we're going to put this in layman's terms, but we're not telling everyone that's listening. We want everybody to be single. We do not think that God has put in your heart to be married. We're not saying it at all. So don't get us um, don't get us wrong. But that's why we're taking our time and diving deeper into the scripture. But what what Paul is really trying to convey is that singleness is a blessing. It is truly a gift from God. And Paul never married. Okay, so put this into context. And if you really want to dive deeper into the scripture, we encourage you to read the whole chapter. <laughs> the whole seven chapter, even before that, to get full context of the scripture. But Paul never married. His sole purpose on earth was to lead others to Christ. When God um, converted him on the road to Damascus, his name was Saul and he got converted and his name was changed to Paul. And so he used to, in his old life, he, you know, he criticized, he killed Christians and he wasn't for the saints of God. He wasn't for God. When God made this this amazing um, conversion within him, he said, I want you to be uh, to go out and to and to bring more and more people into the fold of Jesus Christ. I want them to know who I am. And so put that in, in the back of your mind as context. He's not saying that, um, you know, everybody needs to be single, but he wishes for every, everybody to be whole in their singleness everybody to seek God more and to, to grow in your relationship with God in your singleness. He said, each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. But if you can't control yourselves and you, you all know what we mean. Temptation is knocking at our door at every step. If you feel like you can't hold yourself and keep yourself up and we mean having sex before marriage, lustful thoughts. Um, if you can't hold yourself, especially as young women, to all my women out there, he's saying it's, very, it's better to marry than to burn with lust. And so marriage is a gift from God as well. And so what he really is talking about is singleness is a gift and he wants us to be intentional about singleness. He wants us to be intentional. God does not want us to be sitting up longing and, and desiring someone and not going after that. He wants us to seek marriage. He wants us to pursue it. But it has to be in God's timing. And we have to come to a moment where we maximize our our season of singleness. We maximize it. Jay, what you think? I was going to say, uh, you kind of want to back up with the burning for less because there are some men out here too. Um, and uh, I think. Back home, Birmingham, Alabama, I, I attended uh, Faith Chapel Christian Center. And so I oftentimes used to listen to Mike Moore's podcast. And um, especially his single series, he talked, which, of course, he's a man. So he would talk a lot to the single Christian men about <laughs> how basically they were catfish Christian. And you say you're this man of God, but then press a woman for sex. And we're not going to get too deep in the weeds with that. That's a whole other topic we can talk about. But you know, as, as Jazz was saying, like, it's better to be married and, and burn with this, this lust, you know, but um, I definitely think Paul had this enthusiasm and that was his way, you know, and there were other people in the Bible that stayed single, uh, John the Baptist, uh, Martha, you know, there are people that never married. Right. Um, And he was one of those who dedicated his entire life uh, to serving God. And so I think in his enthusiasm, he was like, man, I wish I was all in, in this position. 
Because, of course, when you're married, your time is not your own. When you have kids, your time is not your own. Now, granted, again, me and Jasmine have been married, but I've seen marriage. You know, as a wife, you're going to take care of the household and the husband. He's working and providing. So it's Mm -hmm. it's more of your time that is a little bit less going to God because you have other, you know, you don't want to forsake your your relationships with people either, you know? Right. Now your relationship with God is always number one, but you don't want to forsake your family and and the people he's entrusted you to to have have with you on this journey called life, right? Um, But girl, yeah, I just feel like, nah, I ain't with Paul. Like, I'm trying to get a little (laughs) man. I'm trying to find me a husband. Right, right. But um, I'm in no rush by no means, and we'll dive deeper into, you know, talking about, I know we keep saying dive deeper. Um, (laughs) We're going to, we're going (laughs) to, We're going to go beyond the surface right? Of, of talking about about this. But yeah, I mean, I, I understand where Paul is coming from. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong. I think there are truly some people that don't desire marriage. And I, I kind of want to say, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. There are some people who that's just not anything they they want for themselves. And I think some, you know, I think God places desires, different desires in our hearts for different reasons. And I think if someone doesn't desire marriage, you know, more power to you. Like, like Paul said, you have more time to devote to God and, you know, and, and focus on your relationship with him and bringing souls to Christ, you know, a little bit more probably than somebody married, you know, or or in a relationship, you know? Right. And it all depends on your, your specific walk with Christ. Everybody is different. So in this episode, we're going to talk about living single, as you all know, but we're going to also talk about transitioning into being in a relationship and even into marriage. And how does that look? How should we be prepared to go into that next season? So singleness (laughs) one-on-one. All right. So I am an educator by trade, but singleness is the most important time in your life. It is. It really is. It's the most important time because this is one way that's going to, this is something that's going to dictate how healthy your relationship and your marriage will eventually be. So in this moment in time, you got to really take your time and develop that intimate relationship and partnership with God. This is the time that you need to establish that, that partnership with him and use your time wisely. I know right now I thank God for not being able (laughs) for being from, I'm sorry, for being able to come home and not have two and three kids that I got to watch. Or a husband I got to try to tend to right now. I'm enjoying the single life to be able to only worry about myself. But there's going to come a time where I'm going to have to be um, a mother and I'm going to have to be a wife and I'm going to have to, you know, have other things on my mind to think about and be concerned with. So use this time wisely. You can spend time with yourself a lot in your um, season of singleness and do things that God has purposed you to do. Um, This is your time to do those things. If you want to go and travel more, if you want to go on a cruise by yourself, if you want to um, go go on any type of trip by yourself, this is the time to do it. If you want to pick up new hobbies, if you want to um, just do anything, I mean, you have the time to do it. And most importantly, you have you have the time to do things that you want to do and you don't have to answer to anybody else. This is your time to be selfish. Yes, I said it. Selfish. So whatever God has, um, the Holy Spirit has like led you to do or like, okay, Lord, you want me to go this? You want me to apply for this job? Um, you want me to open up this side business so I can get some extra money? You want me to go back to school? Um, I'm not saying that you can't do that in marriage because people do it every day. But this is a, a moment in time where you can maximize that. And, and also singleness is circumstantial. So it happens yes. to people for all kinds of reasons. Right. Like, you know, whether, you know, it was a breakup or sadly the death of a spouse or, you know, difficult family situations, you know, medical conditions, financial difficulties, whatever it may be, you know, some people are single for different reasons. But, you know, again, as Jan says, it's a I believe it's a gift. And so I'm going to go into, you know, the biblical view of singleness. But, you know, the Bible says, as, as we look back to our main scripture, First Corinthians 7 and 7, that first verse you know, it's a gift. Singleness is truly a gift. It's a time for you to focus on growing your relationship with, with Christ. As I said, you know, you have that time to yourself where you're not having to consider others and other schedules and what they want of you and, and need of you. Right. And so now I do want to talk about <laughs> Paul, like, like, you know, Paul went as far as to say, I wish y'all all could be single, 
which I, again, I'm not, I think he was just very enthusiastic about serving God. And, you know, we're not saying, as Jess said, that marriage is like second class and being single is the way. Why else would in Genesis from the start, would God say, you know, it's not good for man to be alone or be fruitful and multiply. So clearly being in relationship, marriage is, is God's desire. And it is his creation. Let me talk about that. It is his creation. And so I know it gets convoluted marriage, the topic of marriage, and it's not for everybody, da, 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 but we'll talk about it another time. But anyway, so, you know, marriage is definitely something of God. It's just at different seasons and times, you know, you, you will enter into that. And singleness to me is, is definitely a time where God wants to prune you and work on you and get some things in and, and out of you. <laughs> Cause uh, let's be real. If he brings you a, let's say you're a guy, he brings you this sweet, wonderful girl. If you got trust issues, cause your last girl broke your heart and cheated on you you're gonna dog her out you know you're gonna make the the next pay for your last Mm -hmm. and so in that time not only should you you know god you should let god help to work on you but you should also cultivate that relationship um walk in your purpose um if you go back again to the scripture genesis from the beginning adam was working in his purpose god told him hey work this field name these animals right Right. adam was doing work baby Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i saying you you can't be unemployed but you need to be doing something right (laughs) doing something doing something in god's will working okay because he's all placed us here on separate assignments separate purposes separate visions but they all come together for the uh purpose of building and establishing god's kingdom here on earth so you should be working what doing doing your own thing you know finding out you know, where does God need me in this season, in this time? What has God, who does God want me to be in this season? What does he have me to do? So you need to be figuring that out working because again, Adam was working when once God brought you to Adam. Exactly. And we want everyone again to serve, serve in church, serve out of church, um, be faithful on your job, um, do what God is calling you to do. I think there's a, there's a verse in Proverbs or it, it may be in another book. I can't remember. But as you're working, do it heartily as unto the Lord. And it, it right. may be in Colossians somewhere, but do that work heartily in your, and that means with, with all of your heart and all of your soul, like do it to the glory and honor of God, whatever you're doing, serve in your purpose. God is faithful to you. If you are faithful to what God is telling you to do in this season of singleness, God is not going to leave you. He's going to bless you in more ways than none. So continue to be faithful in this time. Right. And I would I would go as far as to say it's a good time for you to figure it out. Uh, yes. <laughs> from what I've seen, uh, sometimes you could, you know, when you're trying to figure stuff out in a marriage and you got kids involved, then you may run into some financial issues because you want to quit your job. Cause That's so true. You want to start this business and wife don't agree. And she like, what are we going to do? You know, so definitely take this, maximize this time to figure out what, what it is that God is leading you to do. Right. Um. And along with that, I would say, you know, being single, <laughs> it's important that you are content. Uh, what scripture is that, Jazz? Help me. Um, Philippians com- four eleven. Oops. Yes, Philippians to be content. To be content yes. in all things. Yes. yes. So in this time, you should learn to be content and understand that. God and your relationship with God is, is what's most important because you don't want to go in a relationship and you you should not, let me say this, you should not have the view that, oh, I'm looking for a person to complete me. You are made whole through Jesus Christ, through his right. finished works, you are made whole in mind, spirit, and body. And that's actually kind of one of my um, confessions I say daily. Um, you are made whole. You do not need any body on this earth to make you whole. Um, so please Please, 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 if you don't take nothing else away, understand that a significant other boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife should not complete you. They should compliment you. Okay? Exactly. Um, my view of marriage is marriage is just two purposes uh, coming together. Um, and let's say a, a significant other dies. God still has a purpose for that living spouse, for that yes. widow. Um, so it's just those two purposes coming together. But you should not look at it as, oh, this person is going to complete me. They're going to make me so happy. That's what God wants to be for you. Yes. That's what God, God wants to be your source of joy, your source of peace. I know some people say, I'm looking, I'm looking for my peace. I'm looking for somebody to, you know, a girl that ain't, you know, got an attitude, da, 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 be my peace. But God should be your peace. I hate to be that elderly woman in the back, but <laughs> God should be your peace. You know? <laughs> that's, that's right. No, that's right. I was just thinking of that because 
don't know. In today's um, today's world, like people just looking for the wrong things, looking for the wrong things. And it always goes back to I'm trying not to be that person, y'all. But the older I get, the more my foundation and my spirituality comes up more and more often. And God wants us to be whole, but we got to have a relationship with him. It all comes back to that. We don't have a relationship with him. You're not going to you're not going to reap the the positive benefits of that. And you're not going to be fruitful in your singleness and in your marriage. It's a lot of broken people in these marriages, y'all. And let me add, you know, you have to realize that God and Adam were close, right? God has That's to know so that true. he has your heart before he can give you somebody else's in a way, right? He has to know that, you know, through it all, that you will love him first. And for me, I, that's what's most important in, in anybody I look for. I want them to love God more than they love me. I don't I don't want you to love me above God. That's you it. know, I, I'm, I'm not guaranteed I change. <laughs> I change my mind every day, you know, I, you know, whatever. But I, you really want to love God above anything and everything else. And, and, and definitely that scene in scripture with Adam and God's relationship before Eve was even on the scene. Right. They were very close. They had a close relationship. And often God will have these spells or these long, some of us longer than other seasons of singleness. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> to prepare you, uh, to really prepare you and, and, and make you and mold you. And like I said, pruning and, and preparing you to be the person he needs you to be. And really, oftentimes it's to be not only the individual, but the wife he need God wants you to be, the mother he wants you to be, the friend. The whether you're a banker or the lawyer, he wants you to be. But oftentimes that season signal is to mold you, is to create you because you have his undivided attention. Right. You ain't got no, you know, if you don't have children and, and a spouse, you know, because, again, we mentioned you could be single because you're a widow. Um, right. But you, you have that time to to really focus and, and find out what God wants from you without those um, other things at play, I'll say. So, you know, I also want to talk about, you know what to do as you prepare yourself, uh, you know, for marriage in this thing, in this time of single singleness, what that preparation looks like. Um, and number one, I'm gonna start by saying you need to definitely seek God in prayer. Um, I often, again, I'm <laughs> speaking for the singles today a little bit, um, uh, but well, me and Jess, but you know, I have learned to pray to God and ask God to mold me into woman that he predestined and created me to be. Of course, I, I say all the time, my favorite scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, right? God thinks of me. He already had thoughts about me. Um, He already predestined who he wanted and created me to be for his glory and for his purpose. And so in that prayer time, pray and ask God to, to, to make within you, you know, to, to mold you, to prune you into, to the person he desires. Um, Aside from your outside of yourself, make sure you're praying for you. I would encourage you to pray for your spouse. Um, I have a prayer. I, I pray for my spouse um, qualities and we'll talk a little bit more, but definitely you want to shoot for internal qualities rather than the external. The external. <laughs> uh, you don't want the list of he got to be six feet chocolate, pretty white teeth straight, make, you know, 80 above $80,000, you know, all that stuff will fade. Those, those are, those, those are finicky that can change situationally but a person's heart my parents always told me that a person's heart that that doesn't really change right their character their values um that's that's what you really are should be concerned about um and also have an idea of ha have some direction because sometimes and i get it you may not know exactly what you want in a person um so you may find that you be dating all kinds of people right <laughs> but you want a <laughs> sense of direction a sense of focus so in this time of singleness, really figure out and ask yourself, what, what are my wants? What are my needs? Do I really need a person um, that understands that I'm really sensitive and maybe, you know, they, they could understand and, and appreciate my sensitivity? Um, do I want, you know, someone that, you know, is very business minded and driven because I'm also very business minded and I need them to understand that, you know, it's nothing personal if I'm working all the time whatever it may be, but figure out what you want and set your standards. Again, it should not be too high out, out of the right. ballpark to the point you, you not even up there. Right. Um, <laughs> but you don't want them so low that any, any, anybody could, any and everybody can get to, you You know what I'm saying? Um, you don't want to be on sale, baby girl. You, you are, you are worthy. You have value. <laughs> okay. That's, and that's true. And I was, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, but I am in a relationship now. Um, but I always consider myself to be single until I'm married. Of course, but um, I had to go through all of this before my relationship. And so um, 
I never thought that I made my, I set my standards too high, but I knew what I wanted. And that did not come until I spent time with God. And I really, I really sat with myself and I really was like, okay, Lord, what should I be looking at? And when you really start to get to know God, you get to know what kind of person he wants you to be with. Because whoever you, you're going to be with is going to mirror. I'm not going to say they're going to be exactly like Jesus Christ, but they're going to mirror some of those characteristics. They're going to mirror that. So if your standards are too low, anybody going to just come up to you. Um, I sometimes tell Jadis, like, I mean, we all get the men that come up to us at the gas stations or they try to be like, smile, smile, baby girl, or whatever, you know, and that they kind of get on our nerves. <laughs> but I am nice to everybody. But sometimes, like, people know not to come up, not to come up to me because I just don't have time. Like, <laughs> I just don't have time. And that's because I'm presenting myself as a woman with standards. I'm going to be, I'm going to show the love of Christ to you. I'm going to be polite. I'm going to be respectful, but I don't want to date you. And a lot of times that's going to keep you from wasting your time with people because they're going to know, let me not even try to talk to her because she ain't got time for this. And they're going to leave you alone, which is good because that's God protecting you. So. Right. Um, And in this time, of course, you know, you want to get to know someone and, and, you know, figure out, you know, their political manners, family values. What do you want in a spouse? Again, a, a significant other, whatever. What kind of political values do you want to see in them? What kind of family values, you know, whatever it may be. Um, Number two, in this season of singleness, you want to uh be healed. Like I said, talked about wholeness. Um, And I'm going to drop this little plug in. Um, Counseling, therapy, great resource, great resource. There are some very gifted and talented people that can help you talk through and work through uh, traumatic experiences, uh, you know, or maybe you just have, you maybe you're indecisive or maybe you feel you have anger issues, um, but helping you to work through some of those uh, things that you feel you want to improve upon. I think that is a great start. Um I feel that you probably don't want to go into a relationship with trust issues or with anger issues. You know, um, it's going to eventually very, come out. Go that's, ahead. that's the goal. <laughs> it's not that's, to go into, but we know <laughs> things happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Things, things happen. I mean, life doesn't stop, you know, when you meet somebody, um, but, but definitely, you know, working through some of that um, so that you can just, you know, be able to be your best self. You know, you can clearly make decisions without past things coming into play or how you view the next person or, or what have you. Um, so definitely address, you know, healing. Ask God to heal your heart. We talked about that and let go and let God, you know, episode seven. And so go back to the episode. Listen to that. We talked about healing and moving forward. Um, and then number three, again, talking about in your season of singleness, that preparation, what that looks like. Uh, and like I said, we've touched on you know, seeking God, healing. And my third point is have your own life outside, figure out your hobbies, you know, what career, um, you know, like Jess said, if you want to travel, travel, if you want to find a new hobby, you want to paint or, you know, do pottery or kickboxing classes, whatever it is, I would add this little thing plug. It also makes for a really interesting conversation when you begin to date, when you begin to meet people. It does. Yes. Because it's kind of awkward when they're like, so what do you do outside of work? And you're like, yeah, just, you know, sleep and because I, I ain't gonna lie, I used to be like that. I'm not, I'm not even gonna hold you. I used to be like that. I didn't see the importance, but I started getting into, you know, I ain't saying I'm just well-rounded, but you know, I got into yoga and, and I've started going to uh, art museums and plays and concerts, whatever, you know, did, doing fun things that I enjoy outside of just, you know, work or school. So find your hobbies, find what you enjoy doing, travel, you know, explore, you know, whether that's different foods, different restaurants, different places, what have you, you know, have fun with your friends, you know, find a friend circle, a social circle you can hang with, whether that's a small group at church or knitting club. If you knit or crochet, you know, there are people like that. I think they have <laughs> Facebook groups. You can find different hobbies and stuff. Yeah. I remember Jamal said on the last episode, he was like, some people like to knit. Yeah. Honestly, that, it really is like something out there for everybody. So. Yeah. You just want to have kind of, I do think it's important, but just have your own. Um, not only, you know, what you got going for yourself, but financially, I think it is important to have your own. And I'm going to say that because I do feel this generation has had this, um, how do you say, very, um, 
like privileged type of mindset that oh if you ain't gonna pay for me you a broke boy like why wouldn't you take me here and do this for me or oh you trying to be my girl but it's your tryout like you need to be cooking for me like I hate that this generation has this this mindset of privilege that and I just think it's just a it's It's a it's a mix of 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 not having uh, a relationship with God and not having good examples in their lives but anyway so people create their own ideas of what it means to be a man or a good man or good woman but you know have your own you shouldn't go into I, I I personally don't think if you have a lot of things going on in your life maybe that's not the best time unless God <laughs> told you to be with somebody but you know if your, your car broke down and you still in between jobs you may want to get yourself together right you know? um <laughs> that's just lots of sense no for real though seriously but that is it's so true to find yourself. This is your your season of discovery as well as a single person. So find out what you like, what you don't like, your careers, find a good circle of friends, like Jay was saying, and people that's gonna lead you closer to Christ. And they're not gonna allow you to to just accept no anything. You know, my my circle of people are not going to let me, even before my my current relationship, I know Jay, I'm just using her as an example because she's my best friend, but she's gonna be like, nah. I don't, I don't think she would literally, if, if that was to happen, she would be like, no, like uh, jazz, you can do whatever you want to do, but that person ain't going to get it. Um, So you may and need I to do preface it with, you can do whatever you want to do. You can do whatever you well. want to do, girl. You can but... your friend till you blew in the face, but she going to end up right back with you. <laughs> right. So, but, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's your choice and it's, it's whatever you want to do. Cause some people just going to do what they want to do regardless. Um, But as we're um, talking about singleness, again, at the top of the show, I told y'all, we want to talk about singleness and moving into a relationship, a committed relationship, and being prepared for marriage. So with with that, what do you want in a relationship? What characteristics do you want in a spouse? You have to think about these things during your, your season of singleness and in that. Um, and like Jay already articulated, millennials, Gen Z, this world that we're living in now, people are so like superficial. They won't... Um, they're superficial in what they ask God for in somebody else. Um, oh, yeah, they got to be 6'5". They got to have all this money. Um, it'll be helpful if they played a sport, you know, if they were athletic. Um, <laughs> um, are they fine? Are, do they look good? Which, by the way, is very, very important because I am a strong believer. If you do not think that that person is attractive from the outside, you ain't going to get to know them from the inside, honey. I mean, people say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and that is true. But if you don't think somebody is cute from a distance, we never going to end up talking in the first place. So that shouldn't be all that you're praying for. You should be praying for those internal characteristics because that's what's going to carry you. Um, once I get into a marriage, I don't care at that point. You know, I still want him to look good, but that's not all I care about. You know, I want to I want to know how you treat your family. I want to know how you treat your mom, because how you treat your mom is how you're going to treat me. My mom always taught me that. Um, but at the basis of it, we know in, in Proverbs chapter six, verse nine, it says a man's heart deviseth his own way, but the Lord directed his, his steps. So our hearts, and that's why another, um, another scripture said, guard your hearts because our hearts are deceptive. Our hearts will lead us, um, to, to sin. It will lead us to something that, you know, to the way that God don't want us to go. And so if you let your heart do all the doing. You ain't you gonna end up somewhere where you don't need to be, and you're gonna end up with somebody you don't need to be with. Let let God direct your steps, including in your relationship. So we already talked about this, you know. Um, when you're looking for a potential spouse, when you're dating, when you are dating to be in a relationship, you need to ask yourselves a couple, ask yourself a couple of questions. Do they love God first and foremost? Also, in that relationship with God and in their, you know, in them loving God, do they value having a relationship with them? Who is God to them? It's a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, I'm spiritual. We talked about this already um, before on past episodes. Oh yeah, I'm spiritual, but I just don't like to go to church. Um, I view God as this person that punishes people. um, And he just do, he sit up on his throne and he do whatever he want to do. Um, and I believe in nature and I believe in, in chakras and I believe in, um, crystals and, and burning sage. Y'all be aware. 
The Bible says to be sober and be vigilant because the enemy is out to devour you. He's out to take you out. He's out to kill you. So whoever you link up with, we said this before on um, one of our older episodes, be careful who you link up with and who you connect with because your purpose needs your purpose needs to align with that per- that person's purpose. Do they think that God's character is the same way that you think that God's character is? What is God requiring of me? You know, is that does that person believe in in, in living in the will of God? Does he believe in the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit? These are the things that you need to ask yourself. Do they like going to church? <laughs> Do they have a church home? Are they actively looking for somewhere to go? Those are important. Do we share the same values? Do you want to have sex before marriage? That Those things need to be talked about during that date, dating phase. Um, we talked about this, I think, on episode two or three of season one, the OG episodes. But when you're dating, you're collecting data for yourself. If this is somebody you really want to be with, you got to collect that data and that information to know to make a, um, a judgment call on Okay, Lord, this is somebody I really want to be with. I want to commit myself to this person because I see all these green flags. But sometimes you see red flags and that's when you need to halt and and cease. Don't go any further because that's somebody you don't need to be with. If you sit down with yourself and as you're talking to somebody, you in that talking stage. And if the answer to most of these questions, as you're talking, as you're dating, getting to know somebody, if the answer is, is no to most of these questions, or um, there's an answer that you disagree with, then that person is probably not who God wants you to be with. It's as simple as that. I think as a as a whole, we overcomplicate dating and we overcomplicate um, relationships. We overcomplicate it. It should not be as hard as it is, but that's why your single season is so important. When you know these things, you know how valuable valuable you are you know your identity in Christ you're able to make these judgment calls when you meet somebody when you meet that cute guy in the grocery store or you go to a basketball game and somebody introduce you to their cousin you refer back to your single season and be like okay Lord I know this is what your word says about me is this person gonna believe the same thing that your word is saying is this person gonna treat me like you treat me we're the apple of his eye so My husband needs to treat me like I'm the apple of his eye. So those are things that you have to consider. And this is the time that dating season and when you're about to be in a committed relationship, those are the times where you can see red flags. They as clear as day, y'all. I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) They are as clear as day. You got to be ready. Like when you see those red flags to be able to say no and cut it off. And I, you know, and sometimes that can be hard because, I, especially there's something about us Christian women. I'm talking to us girls in the church. We <laughs> love to think that we can find this man that's not in church, but like he's a good guy. So it's right. like, well, I can, you know, I can get him there. You know, as long as all this other stuff is good. Oh, I can bring him to church. I can, I can, you know, convince him to, you know, make that change and, and follow God. And you just can't. The Bible says, uh, be yet be be not e- unequally yoked right. right we talked about that on the og episode you know or maybe on the um circle episode but either way we talked about it that you want to be yoked with with you know god specifically tells us not to be yoked with unbelievers and i think that's not just people who don't believe in god i think sometimes it could be people that do believe in a god and maybe it's just not the same <laughs> the god. same guy because you i mean there are people in church that you know go to you know card readers and and you know whatever and they burn sage and you know do stuff that you know i don't think are necessarily in alignment with god word god's word so you have to be careful of that and and don't feel like just because you meet a good guy that he's good for you. And I, I mean that in, in a multitude of ways. Yes. Um, again, he could be a good person, but not in church, or he could be in church, be a good guy, but for some reason, you just don't have that interest in him. And I think that's okay. You know, um, you just definitely have to be led by the spirit. Ask God to show your fruit, you know, show you that person's fruits. That's what I pray when I meet people. God, show me their fruits. And I feel like in, in a relatively short amount of time, you know, if you're interested in somebody, yeah. Um, you know, but over time you can see fruits, you know, within a few weeks or months, God will show you, you know, how to respond to anger if they're mad or, you know, uh, loss, you know, if they playing basketball and they lose games, but they boy, they cussing and whatever they on the game system, cussing, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, God will show you that. And we're not saying that um, God can't change people because 
we, me and Jay have been transparent about here on here about, you know, before Christ and even after we accepted God into our lives, we still mess up. Right. So right. it's just very important that you see God on who you're dating or who you're about today, mm-hmm. who you talking to and see if that's the person for you. And that's something that's not going to be found out in a day or two It's going to take mm-hmm. some time for you to walk with that person. Sometimes the red flags are like, if they don't like going to church and they, if they're not trying to be saved, that's a hard no. Like, mm-hmm. get out of there. <laughs> Leave. Um, resist the devil and he will flee. Like, literally. Like, get out. But if it's somebody that you see good qualities in, godly qualities, and you may just need to kind of like, you know, talk to them more, get to know them more. And God will show you. And if they keep showing you, like, uh, fruitful things, then it may it may be okay to settle there for a while until God tell you differently. It's all about this rhythm. And this journey of God that we're in, but you're not going to know that unless you spend time with him and you know where to kind of go. And like, God, this is my last thing and I'm going to let Jay wrap us up, but don't settle for nothing less than God's best for your life. Amen. Don't settle. Don't settle. I believe that I'm in a fruitful relationship now with a young man that loves God more than anything because I did not settle. I did not settle. Um, And God desires for us to be healthy and whole individuals before we connect with another person. I just wanted to nail that that point home because that's very, very important. Be whole, only accept God's best for your life and God will bless you. I'm telling you, God's gonna bless you. Amen. And just a wrapping up point, I actually stumbled across a video. Was it yesterday? A couple of days ago I sent and it was this young girl and she was talking about, um, being um seen and she was like I know there's a lot of Christian Christian women and, and females that feel like um you know you're no one's asking you on dates so you're not getting noticed or maybe you are getting noticed but it's all the not so good guys or whatever you just feel unseen um and she was saying that in actuality she believes you know God God loves us so much that he's hiding us you know Mm-hmm. And, you know, in his infinite wisdom, it's, it's a version of pro- its protection. It's that we don't have to go through all these heartbreaks and relationships in and out. And so he's he's hiding you, you know, and he's preparing you to be the woman of God that he needs you to be. Um, and it's not that no one sees you. It's not that you're not pretty. It's not that you're not, you know, have a dope personality or anything. It's just that God has you in hiding and, and maybe in that pruning stage. And so in his perfect timing, you know, you will be found just how Ruth, she was working in the field, minding her business. Then all of a sudden, Boaz noticed her. You know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. He found her. He saw her. She was minding her business. Um, you know, so so just be encouraged by that. It's not that you're not noticed. You know, it's just that right. you're hiding. God loves you. God said, as Jazz said, God, God truly, truly loves you. And he knows what is best for us. And so we should be content in that and knowing that he has a plan and that, you know, he wants what's best for us. And so he's going to do just that. Exactly. And we pray again, um, like we always say to wrap up and it's, it's no different this season. But as we wrap up this season, we want you all to be encouraged. Um, we have been in a single single season for a while. And even before I got in my relationship, I was in it for a while. And God is still even pruning me in this season. Um, telling me, you know, what I should and should not do, giving me my purpose more and more, giving me confirmation. And that's going to be an ongoing journey. But remember, like Paul said, and and what we're what, what we're trying to say is um, to be intentional about your singleness, maximize your time and to be um, and Jay said it earlier, be, be happy about this time you know, and know that God is using this time for your benefit. So when you do get in a relationship, it will go smoothly. There are going to be some ups and some downs, but maximize this, this moment. And so with right. that being said, let me, add, oh. let me add, cause I meant to add earlier, but in your contentness is that you understand that God's timing is perfect, but not to say you cannot desire a relationship. We already, I just want to make that clear. Cause we talked about how to prepare yourself, you know, praying for your spouse, but there is nothing wrong with with desiring a relationship is is just that should not be your your ultimate desire <laughs> that should not be over your desire to have a good relationship with God or to love people you know and see people how God sees people right so there's nothing wrong with you know wanting and desiring a relationship um just make sure your priorities are together right I just want to clear that clarify that exactly exactly um and now let's let's transition to our songs of the week. So for me, I think I have told 
everyone about this song before, but it was just in my heart. And so I, I thought to mention it again, but um, this song is called Good Good Father by Chris Tomlin. Um, and if you are familiar, he also made How Great Is Our God. Like literally everybody has probably heard that, but he was the, I want to say he wrote it. And so um, he's been around for a while, but Good Good Father really speaks to me and it really speaks. And it's, it's saying that God is a good, good father. That's that's who you are, Lord. That's who you are to me. And so with him being a good father to us and him caring about us as his children, to each and every person that's listening, God wants the very best for you, including um, what he wants for you in your marriage and in relationships. And in that time of your singleness, you need to seek the good, good father. Seek him in everything that you do and, and ask him to give you whatever your purpose is. Ask him to give you who you're supposed to be in relationship with and know that everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to work out. And you'll be who you're supposed to be with. All right. And my song of the week is actually a song I heard years ago at a wedding. I was actually very young, but I wrote it down because I'm like, I'm playing that at my wedding. It's a song called Her by Isaac. Is it Carrie? I think it's Carrie. Isaac Carrie. Um, if you ask me, it's actually a beautiful wedding song. But aside from that, uh, I mean, the lyrics are so pretty. Um, Isaac is just talking about how God saved you for me. And he, you know, talks about love is patient, love is kind, and God created you just for me. It's just a beautiful song. Um, so I'm gonna put y'all on game. Yeah, y'all can definitely, it's definitely a wedding song, kind of, but it's just, it's just beautiful words. If you're a guy and you want to play that for a girl, just know you're gonna get some brownie points. Um but it's a beautiful song. Um, I wish I could play some of the lyrics. I couldn't find the like lyrics, lyrics, but I guess it's just a, a, a really nice song. And I encourage anybody to listen to it. Um, you'll, you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. I think, I think I may have found it, Jay. You did? Yes. You want me to read it? Yes. Go ahead. Well, the first part is Holy Ghost. I'm so grateful, God. You know, you did the most when you created her for me, Lord, you know. I have witnessed your glory, all this favor you showed me. When you gave her to me, I had to learn what to do with your blessing. Now I know that a man who finds the wife finds a good thing. See, beautiful. Y'all didn't cry. I know I saw a couple of tears shit. Cause that was <clears throat> no, that's beautiful. I need to go and listen to that. That's a really good song. I promise y'all, y'all will enjoy it. Um, well, what's the announcement, Jazz? Yes, and as we we wrap up season three, um, God is good, y'all. Like, I would have never thought we would have got the season three this fast, but God, I mean, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for our church announcements for this last episode, we just want to encourage all of our students, high school, college, whatever grade you may be in. Um, good luck this semester with the rest of your semester. We pray that God is able to to do exceeding and abundantly in your life. And we're, we pray that you're, you all do well in your classes and you actually enjoy your time as a student. Use this time, you know, to value your experiences, have fun, get you a group of friends that you that you like hanging out with. Y'all can do some good stuff together. Um, get involved on your campus. Um, just do what you feel like is is good to do to enjoy your time. All right. I love we love y'all. Um definitely pray safe. Y'all be safe in this in-between time. Uh, we thank y'all. We truly, truly thank y'all, all our faithful listeners, family, friends, anybody, church members, random people, y'all just listening to this that we may not know. God bless <laughs> y'all. We just speak blessings and, and yes. safety over you all. We love y'all. Yes. And um, if we don't, if you don't hear from us, we'll always be um, ready to answer any any questions through direct message on um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, if we have anything that we're doing, like, community service projects, any events that we're getting involved in with our small group, we will be sure to let you you all know if you stay in the Birmingham area, please, you know, pay attention to our social media. If you want to come out and help, we're, we're always encouraging people to do that. Um, and with that being said, I will pray us out. And Father God, we just thank you. We bless you for another successful episode and another time to commune with you and just to encourage our listeners to, to just be near to you at all times and to develop a relationship with you. Lord God, we use this opportunity to pray for all of our single people, um, everyone that's going through the season of singleness, Lord God. Continue to equip them, give them strength. We know that people are lonely right now. We know that people desire a relationship. 
But Lord, we we just want to ask you to help them to help them to desire relationship with you first and foremost. And the other relationships will take care of themselves, Lord God. But we we ask that you continue to build them up in the faith. And Lord God, continue to just strengthen them in this time and make sure that they're ready for their future spouse. And we pray fruitful relationships and we pray that um, we are going to be um, just worshiping and, and, and walking in your will and the purpose for our lives, Father God. And we just thank you and we bless you. We pray for all of our listeners right now in the name of Jesus. And we pray that um, you are covering over them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, let them be fruitful in this season. Um, and we just pray that everything is well, all is well. Um, and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus name. We do pray. Amen. 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 Well, like we say, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And know we are constantly praying for you all. Um, but aside from that, I bid you adieu. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to be the flavor that the world needs. Follow us on Facebook, um, The Salt Podcast. That's our page. As well as on Instagram, at sign we, The Salt Podcast. We love y'all. Y'all be safe. Have fun. And stay in God's will. Remember, progression, not perfection. Don't forget to be the flavor the world needs. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Peace. Liking what you heard so far? Well, let us know what you think by leaving a comment or rating on Apple Podcasts or our Instagram page. Details are listed in the description box.